When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to Dunzo. This is a podcast that explores hookups and breakups of famous lovers and friends, both real and fake, and all the discarded pop culture of yesteryear. I'm your host, Troy McKeady. Welcome to whatever episode this is of Dunzo. It is me, Troy McKeady. Um... It's the middle of October, so that means spooky season is still very much happening, which I'm very excited about. I hope it never ends. And I couldn't be more excited for today's episode. My, who you guys know as me best mate, Katie Calvin, is here. (laughs) Katie, how are you? Good. How are you, Troy? I'm good. I'm excited that you're here. It's been a while. I know. It's so nice to see your face. I know we, like, did see each other recently. Yeah. After, like, a while apart. And yeah. that was amazing, but it's still awesome and great to see your face via Zoom. No, yeah, I'm excited. And <laughs> I don't know if people, I don't know if I've gotten it across over the years that like truly our friendship is rooted in pop culture, obviously. Those are the real right. roots of our friendship. But really, mm-hmm. it's like, I think horror is the thing that initially yeah. bonded us. Agreed. It's like the niche, like it's pop culture, but like pop culture of horror. Right. So it's like you have to know, like, not only do you have to know like your all of your iconic like pop culture normal stuff, but then it's like right. you know like Nightmare on Elm Street two and Dream Warriors <laughs> episode like Nightmare on Elm Street five, and let's talk about that. And let's talk about right. and blah blah blah. It's like you know, yeah, it's a real like high stakes friendship. It's really like it's it's it, it's an exclusive friendship. It's the velvet rope is very high. We don't let it down <laughs> easily. No. <laughs> <laughs> We really test people to see if they're on our level. Yeah, it's true. It's like, oh, so you like the movie Scream? Do you know what movie that actually originated from? Like where <laughs> Wes Craven got the idea for it? <laughs> <laughs> We're basically both comic book guy, which is like fucked up. Yeah, I know. That's like hor- how horrible. <laughs> I know. We're both awful people. <laughs> It's like we're unwelcoming, snobby, elitist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but you know, also ironically, I think it's like it's important that our we both love the same very specific niche horror. Exactly. Like the campier, the better. Yeah. Totally. We love an '80s moment. We live, laugh, love an '80s moment. Really, oh it's my like God. that is. Uh, I mean, that's like truly where our hearts lie. It's like a Nightmare on Elm Street, yeah. Friday the 13th kind of thing. Um, petitioning for 80s little baby boy shorts to come back in style. Yes, 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 yes. Specifically men in little baby Yeah, that's boys. what I mean, men. When yeah. I say, that was weird. I said baby boy shorts, but I meant <laughs> men, little tiny yeah. <laughs> gym shorts. <laughs> yeah, we both also have a... a, a it's real raunchy sexual fetish for 80s camp counselor men. Yeah. Or like, like a good, there's always like a, like I was just before this watching Nightmare on Elm Street 2. 
Mm. And uh, then of course had like, that one is like very, I know, I don't, I know we're digressing, but that was like very homoerotic. Like, oh, totally. Yeah. It's I a gay movie. Yeah, it's so good. But they, always, they, I feel like a lot of movies like always have a, like a baseball game. Oh like yeah. Class or something. And they're always wearing like crap tops and the boys. The, yeah. The teenage boys. <laughs> yes. Like really short shorts and. And in that number two, that like a nightmare on two, two, they got like a fist fight and the guy pants in and he just yeah. with his pants down the whole yeah. time. <laughs> it's such a gay movie. I love it. Like yeah, that's a, a straight so up queer film. Yeah, it's so good. Um, it's the second one too. Amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Obviously, spooky season is going to be happening throughout. I don't know how long this will last. Maybe we'll go beyond October because. There's so many movies that I want to cover and like obviously Katie will be back. We have to do an 80s movie as well. We have to do one of the movies that this movie makes fun of. Yeah, I mean. Right? Definitely. Yes. Um, actually, I remember one of our very first, I don't know if you remember this, but one of our very first like truly deep conversations about horror movies was in college. And it was like, Katie is a Friday the 13th gal in her spirit. And you're from New Jersey. So it's like, right. you kind of have to be. Yes. And I've always been a Nightmare on Elm Street person, but we both love both of them, but that's just like where our hearts lie, kind of. And we got in like a real heated, like day drunk debate about, about who would, who would be like, who's better, like Freddie or Jason. <laughs> <laughs> like a truly belligerent drunk at noon on a porch <laughs> debate. Yeah. Everybody's like, um, can you guys get off the beer pong table if you're not gonna <laughs> throw the ball we're both like making little like knives while we're arguing <laughs> you know what I will say though I'll go back and um because I was I was like ready to die on the hill of uh of Jason and mm. you know as I've matured <laughs> I definitely feel that Freddie is kind of the king of the horror yeah murderers yes and not to say that jason isn't of course not great he's great but yeah i mean come on yeah anyway it just doesn't i know i know i know i know i know this is our phone calls by the way you guys are getting a bird's eye view into what it's like to listen to us talk on the phone for three hours a day literally (laughs) Um, so we're talking about cabin in the woods today which is such a fun movie um i don't watch this movie often enough that it like that I know every single scene of it by heart so whenever I see it I'm it's really an exciting experience because I don't remember all of it all the time mm-hmm. um it's just not one that I don't know I don't think it's a movie that I could watch a lot it doesn't it I love I love it but I don't want to watch it all the time I agree with that um I love it as well obviously it's yeah. like a really fun movie Joss Whedon did a great job writing it or producing it as well um and it's again because we like the camp it's perfect it's like and it was very it's a it's an original horror movie yeah yet not original at all right if that makes sense and I do love it and uh, I don't watch it every Halloween you know it's not like my on my roster but I actually think it should be yeah I agree watching it I was like yeah I should definitely watch this movie more often it's fun it's funny and it's just really smart I will get to it but it's really I love the way they um 
they portray all the characters and how it progresses yeah i had the same thought i was like why don't i why don't i watch this movie more like why don't i know anything that's about to happen this is incredible like i do but you know i don't like it's it's not an every year kind of gig um right but you're right though it does do a really good job initially of like you know making you feel like you know the first time you watch this you think that you're I feel bad for anybody who watched it and turned it off because they thought it was like a really, really bad, cliche, you know, terrible horror movie about a bunch of dumb teenagers for the first half because right. they they purposely do a really good job of making you think that you know what's going to happen. Yeah. They, you know, they set up all the cliche beats so well and mm-hmm. the actors do such a good job of like being their cliche. Like... Yeah. And I also really like in the beginning when uh you start watching the movie and you're like you're like what the hell am I watching you know mm-hmm. it's like Bradley Whitford and um you know I can't remember the other guy's name they're clearly like corporate looking guys they're having just like a conversation over coffee and you're like uh is this supposed to be like, a horror movie like what the hell's going on right and, and it's funny it tricks you yeah it really I love that it sets you up but yet you have no idea who they are, what their purpose is. Mm-hmm. It's pretty fun. Yeah, it's like it knows, they knew that you were like expecting certain things and they knew that you were like basically saying, oh, this is just one of those really dumb, stupid movies. But also, mm-hmm. you know, it turns everything on its head because you also don't really know who you're supposed to be rooting for. And that's fun. Like That is really fun. And I think that is the heart of the whole thing, kind of. Yeah. Um, I don't know if you want to jump around, but basically you don't know you're rooting for the teens or the co-eds, but at mm-hmm. the same time, you're like, what would I do if I was like the sweet little virgin? Like right. Little girl? Yeah. Which you would be, by the way, we've talked about that. <laughs> well, Sigourney Weaver says at the end, you have to take, you know, you take what you can get. Yeah. <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> no it's true but yeah you at the end of like in the end of the we can jump around it's fine at okay. the end of the movie it's like you are sort of like wait like who's the villain like am I rooting like these teenagers really sh- technically should die and yeah. you know the guys in the like the people in the office are like crass and gross but like to them it is a movie and mm-hmm. they're trying to save the literal world yeah uh, so like they are the actual heroes of the movie and it's funny because you do get the ending that you technically want where you're like well they survive but it's like the world ends but yeah but everybody dies right literally the entire world is now now the ancient ones have come up and it's right. their time but my favorite part I well what I think is so smart about the movie too is while we're watching it you know, we're doing the typical trope, cabin in the woods, young co-eds, you know, the whole deal, um, which is what they want. I love when the the lab, I don't know what she was, like a like the main doctor, the lab technician, mm. when she came in and she talks about how the like quote unquote like slut or the whore, mm-hmm. um, she dyes her hair blonde in the beginning and they put chemicals in the dye. Yeah. So that she would basically become like dumber and like 
sluttier and like have like less of her wits about her yeah um and i just think that's so like because they've been they've obviously been watching them for a while and uh you know the corporation or whatever they they were um so they like make sure to you know slow her down slow mm-hmm. them all down because they're none of them are actually because you know when you watch the movies like what an idiot why wouldn't you right. do, why would you do that but they're actually all really smart and they do their best to just like hinder them at every stage which i thought was great because it's like oh this whole you know when we're watching horror movies you know the bridge collapses and you're like oh shit that sucks but meanwhile it's like somebody in the in the basement like doing it right you know yeah it's almost like they're saying like um i was reading people's different like you know like analysis of this movie and they were saying like it's almost like the gods the gods that mm-hmm. come up and kill everybody are really just like us uh yeah. watching these horror movies and being like well there's the slut and there's the jock and there's mm-hmm. the brain and there's the the fool and then there's the final girl and like mm-hmm. you know us like approving or disapproving of like how they die and if they're smart and if they're dumb and you know like it's that's us it's- exactly <laughs> and like the the real hero of the movie is well at least the my final girl in the mm-hmm. movie is marty the the fool totally totally I mean he is the best I love that at every turn he like he knew shit was going on he knew stuff was wrong I love when he's like wait don't you think that they're like acting really weird like (laughs) this girl's pre-med and he's on like a full scholarship academic scholarship why is he acting like this like alpha male jock like what the hell like something's wrong here (laughs) and he's like oh Marty go smoke another joint you're right. crazy you know he, i love it he's like why is she being so slutty yeah. like why is she like something's wrong here she's sucking the tongue of a <laughs> like a head in this cabin that we yeah. just got to like she's literally tongue fucking it it's like nobody thinks and, like, this is weird doing like just like dancing by herself and like grinding on people and like it was just it's like there's four of us in the cabin right (laughs) it totally it makes you realize like how cartoonish the cliches actually are because the way she was acting was exactly like every I mean it was incredible like her like like sauntering over to like the fireplace which is like (laughs) insane but I was like that's what they do like that's exactly what they do (laughs) this is exactly it and then her being like who me you want to kiss I know. me? Like doing a whole production with like the dead. I know. Like it was yeah, so, the yeah, the I wolf know. head. It was so good. <laughs> it was really good. Um, and also going on to the same, you know, tropes of our favorite 80s movies, the gas station attendant. I mean. Oh my God. I know. <laughs> I know. Amazing. I know. And for them to make us think at the beginning, like, oh, okay. So we're getting a... Yeah. We're getting one of these. Okay, it'll be this. Yeah, cool. like, you're all going to die if you don't turn around now. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's in on it too. And... <laughs> they gave us a, a, a crazy Carl, which yeah. I could not believe. They gave us the slack John Yokel that's always at Camp Crystal Lake, like, yes. eating, like, bread to, like bread and tomato sandwiches and, like, being yeah. crazy. <laughs> tobacco and, like, I, and also, like, those gas stations, it's like, what even is... I, so like they don't exist anymore you know but it's just right. so funny oh, so good I was like yes 
<laughs> that hasn't showered in a month to like make him look really scary and like out of his mind right and he like he he like spit his tobacco at their feet like I was yeah. like oh my god yeah I remember the first time I saw this I was like oh cool we're gonna get like a this is very cliche in the way that I like yeah and like they complete I was completely shocked do you remember the first time you saw this movie I actually was thinking about it. I don't. I definitely don't think I saw it in theaters. Um, I don't think I did, at least. But I know that when I did see it, I was like, again, blown away. Like, yeah. like God, this is so smart. This is so fun. Um, it's like perfect. It was just a, such a fun movie because, again, like when they're cutting back and forth between the the cabin and then the actual uh like organization behind right. it it's just like you're not sure what's going on at, until like it's uh, nothing really nobody dies and nothing really happens for like almost 45 minutes yeah in the movie you know so you're just not I don't want to say like nothing happens but the build-up is there and you're still not 100% like what they're gonna do you know like what's gonna happen yeah. what are we gonna see and uh it was it was just really cool I loved and they gave us like very evil dead vibes which I one of my yeah. all-time favorites um you know when they go into the basement I love how they just like open the basement door open it's like oh and again because like the blonde girl they're like making them dumber with like yep. pheromones she's like it's the wind he's like the stoner's like well the wind blew a cellar door open yeah like, like violently <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And I, yeah, that scene is so great when they pull up to the cabin and it's it's the exact shot of Evil Dead. And yeah. I was like, I wanted I I was looking at the um the dry erase board when they were doing the bets mm-hmm. just to see like what other monsters they had written down on the dry erase board. And they right. were all like, you know, what you would expect, like zombie, like hillbilly zombie, uh, merman, like the one guy said. But then yeah. one of them was really funny. It said, it said, um, uh, molesting tree monster oh yes <laughs> yes talk about a complete absolute nod yeah I was like oh uh, that's amazing I know and it makes you think like because then they want to make you think like oh this all of these movies that we've been watching have been yeah. illustrated you know yes yeah totally yeah <laughs> even the ones that are like like the strangers yeah did you exactly it's exactly. so, so good. I know. Uh, and to go back to what you said about the characters too, like obviously the the watching them manipulate the the slutty best friend was incredible. Yeah. Um, but I also loved the way the the girl who plays the final girl, mm-hmm. like how doe-eyed she was the whole time, and like she was just such a good stereotype of a final girl, and yeah. like you know, like making choices that are just so nonsensical that you can't even wrap your mind around it, but you have to root mm-hmm. for her because instinct, like, you know, you know, she's the one. But yeah, you're like, you're such a already set it up. Idiot. Yeah, they I set know. it up. Like when she, uh, when she was like, I'm not leaving without my friend. And she like opens the oh. door and, and lets the hillbilly in the house. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is so funny. <laughs> I actually made a note about that. I was like, I said something like this dummy's like, opens the door <laughs> yeah. after like he tells them like jewel not yeah jules is dead like and she's like what no i'm not leaving without her and i mean it's just like come on 
Yeah. I'm like, all right, let's get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and then she like, and then I love when he like throws the head at her and she like turns it around to see like, is yeah. it her? Is it her? Head? Could it like, be? Yeah. I know. <laughs> like you really, for the first half, think like, God, I don't know if I can I sit know. through this. It's another, fu- it's like, um, you know, it's like House of Wax 7 is what I'm watching right now. And then all of a sudden it's the smartest, the smartest I know. movie ever. It's so smart. I love when they go like down into the basement and they're like, mm. all right, well, Dana, then you're Derek. Like go down into the basement. And like, it's just amazing how they're like, how the, the lab guys are like, well, they have to choose. Mm-hmm. Like technically they could go down there and be like, like what we would most likely do is like let's get the fuck out of this right place. totally like, don't touch anything you know? don't read any latin just just yeah <laughs> yeah um they have to like they have to make the choice and the, you know they have to open the box or read the, yeah, the latin or right. put on the little necklace <laughs> like they have to, everything that they're doing is like of their own choosing yeah which makes it a sacrifice right right and it's cool I yeah the basement scene is amazing because there's all these different options of things that they could choose mm-hmm. and it's like in your mind you're like well it would have been cool to see like what different things like the music box or like she's like holding the like that globe thing in her hand that's that's clearly from Hellraiser um yeah. and then the movie rewards you by being like oh no you get to see all of them yeah and not only get to see them all I know yeah, and the guys in the office exactly. were even like, oh, like they went with the fucking hillbillies. Like that's so I know, boring. Like, I know. Like, oh, we got the Buckners. Yeah. <laughs> right. And as the audience, you're like, oh, well, we got like the lame, like they yeah. chose the lame thing, but then you get all of them. And it's so I cool. know. It is so cool. It is so fun. It is so cool. I love all the nods to like every, every like monster that you saw was you know a nod to a movie you know yeah. or another another scary horror it was so so much fun yeah I guess now would be a good time now that we've talked about uh all the monsters and we talked about Nightmare on Elm Street um so one of the things that I love about this movie is that Heather Langenkamp who was who plays Nancy in mm-hmm. Nightmare on Elm Street um her she and her husband own a special effects company and they do special effects for so many movies, but this is really like, you know, I think their greatest accomplishment. It's like what they're known for. Mm-hmm. So it's just so meta. Like that's so cool that it's Nancy. So cool. Our Nancy. This. Yeah. I know. I know. It's amazing. And and honestly, she they are really, they did a great job. I, I mean, know. Oh my God. She should be on every, she should do every movie. Every movie. I know. Because they do, they do practical effects, which you and I love. Yes, I love a good, like again, like an Evil Dead, yeah, esque thing when they're like, I would prefer it be like a clay face that they're like ripping off than yeah, CGI. totally. Even in this movie, when they decide to go CGI, it's like those are the lamest ones. Yes, one thousand percent the lamest one. <laughs> like the snake is so even lame. The- the snake, <laughs> but the mer- I was reading about the merman when he finally comes into play because that's kind of fun too. Like the whole time, yeah. Bradley Whitford's like, oh, I just want to see this merman, yeah. And then he like gets killed by it, which is like, 
He's like, are you very fucking kidding me? <laughs> I know. It's like very like Joss Whedon writing. Mm-hmm. But um, I was reading that the, like that guy that was the merman, it took like 12 hours or something for them to like do that makeup. Really? Like, put him in that. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like pure torture for that, for the guy who was the merman. <laughs> Yeah, I remember I was listening to Heather Langenkamp on a podcast. I don't remember what it was. Um, I think maybe Dead Meat. There's a podcast that I really like that if you're listening to this, you probably would really enjoy called Dead Meat. And they had her on and they were talking about, um, you know, just like their experience of doing this movie and stuff. And like, they just had to around the clock be, I mean, they did so many effects in this movie. There's so much and it's all done so well like none of it yeah. is even just the hillbillies the way that the hillbillies, the hillbillies were great if it was a movie if it was literally just cabin in the woods and the buckners were the that was the movie you know that the, right. the whole second layer to it it would have been fun you know because yeah. it was they were scary looking monsters they were scary villains that could have really you know been it could have been like a really gruesome just movie in itself totally I remember them saying that the girl with the like the the ballerina that had like a teeth a mouth face yeah that you know that little girl sat in in prosthetics (laughs) with like nose holes with her eyes covered for like days basically (laughs) it was like being fed through like a tube because her face was really covered in prosthetic teeth like they really didn't amazing you know they didn't um they didn't didn't like cut corners yeah, totally. Well, I really, again, I know I keep bringing it up, but I love how, like, in the second layer of the movie, mm-hmm. like, everything you watch is, like, they're doing it. So, like, the, at the, uh, when they're in the basement at one point, they, her and, like, the, the brain, mm-hmm. Jesse Williams go into the basement, and she's holding, like, the final girl is holding the weapon that she uses to, like, oh. stabbing the one um the one Buckner and the lab like like shocks her Mm -hmm. so that she like drops it yeah she like doesn't have the weapon anymore I'm like god damn that is so like these little details that they did are so awesome yeah it made me feel like I wrote in my notes it was like everything that you've ever screamed at the screen like anything that any person ever who watches these movies has ever been like that was so dumb no why would you do that every single thing was covered even like you said down to those tiny little things of like the final girl always leaving stabbing the guy once in like the hand and then leaving the weapon that happens in every movie exactly or like exactly or like knocking them out and like not picking up the weapon that they the killer had um right and like the other thing too like uh when um chris hemsworth was like the one thing that we have to do we all have to stick together and then they immediately like hit him with this hit him with the <laughs> gas and he's like actually wait no everybody split up yeah, yeah. like amazing he's like this isn't right yeah yeah <laughs> we need to split and marty up. marty the stoner's like what <laughs> are you kidding me right. yeah and the i know you brought this up earlier but like the fumes just that is such a fun touch love that to be like let's gas these people into being really dumb like yeah 
when he goes again up, to show that like we all like yell at the screen like why would you do that why would right. you do that it's like because they're making them that yeah like yeah they're all really smart and just doing yeah, all of them. weird out of character shit like even when they go out into the woods and they're about to have sex and they they pump the pheromones up yes. from the ground to make them horny because mm-hmm. it's like no people except for in a horror movie have sex on a forest ground in the middle Never. of the night surrounded by fog yeah Never only in happen. horror movies do you do that exactly 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 we're like oh this is a good spot yeah she's I love it she's like let's go in like let's and then they pump yeah and she's like actually let's fuck on the ground let me take my top off yeah Yeah. (laughs) let's fuck right here on this wet moss Mm. I know (laughs) (laughs) um I also think like the ending is so shockingly satisfying when they basically for me you know there's like a, a point in every movie that you love where things get really buck and like from that moment on it's just like a full out like yes things are really good to me when they discover the glass boxes yeah it's just like I was like wow this is creative in a way that I'd never even could comprehend it was so it it was definitely my favorite obviously my the best part of the movie when you go through all the different monsters all the different like options that they could have chose right in the basement it's amazing um and I know I keep bringing up Marty but I think I'm kind of like weirdly in love with him no me too watching it I mean me too I was like um, oh I would have fucked Marty I guess Uh yeah he definitely would have been my boyfriend I think Mm -hmm. um but when he like when they said like oh you oh you got me like with the with the, the cave like the tunnel almost didn't go down they're like no it wasn't us like there was a glitch we're telling you there's like a glitch in the system like that's why the, the the tunnel didn't um blow up and it was because marty yeah like found it and yeah. did it like he's the one he was the glitch he was the reason yeah. that it didn't go and it's like god this guy's the best like and he finds the obviously finds the elevator and gets it to work like right works his little magic and like gets it to go down (laughs) and all because he's been so high the whole time that none of the stuff is working yeah like it's he's completely immune (laughs) yeah they're like that shit has been smoking (laughs) i know they're like it's making him immune (laughs) but uh so so everybody kids remember yeah (laughs) if you're in a bad situation in a horror movie make sure that you're the stoner that's (laughs) a lot of weed be the fool (laughs) Yeah, the <laughs> fool exactly. Um, and also, how like ridiculous was his bomb? Oh my god, I know. <laughs> I know. I was like, "Are you fucking?" And he kidding? used it a lot. Like he used it to like kill like three people. <laughs> it's just like a massive bong that turns into like a coffee mug. Unbelievable. I know. I was like, oh, like a little Spencer's moment. Like yeah. he like. He, <laughs> yeah. like he yeah. got like one of those bongs from like the mall that like isn't technically supposed to last very long it's just novelty yes yeah <laughs> um and I, I I know that we're like jumping around a lot but like I love at the beginning too when they're taking when they're taking bets on like because oh, <laughs> to them it, it really like they are in a sense us like as crass and mm-hmm. gross as they are watching the movie like they're us because to yeah. them, it's a movie. 
and they're like taking bets on who will die and like referring to the one girl as a slut and they're exactly yeah. the audience you know like it I makes know. you feel like shit because you're like oh that's I know it's like oh you're right we do like all sit around and watch those sex scenes like that <laughs> right I'm watch, so uncomfortable like, now <laughs> like teenagers <laughs> being bludgeoned and we're like eh I know like Oh, well. Looks fake. She was stupid and deserved it. Couldn't wait for her to die. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I also love to, um, I know I, I feel like I'm saying I loved everything about it. Like I need to find a better adjective, but or verb or noun, I don't know. Um, uh, I, it was really cool to see all the other countries because they're all doing it too. Right. And oh, yeah. And right in the beginning, they're like, Sweden failed or like Stockholm failed. And they're like, it's up now, it's just between like the United States and Japan. Like one of you, one of us has to, yeah, like succeed. So like every country ended up failing, which I thought was cool. And I loved, obviously, when they kept cutting to the Japanese water ghost. Of course. It like, was terrorizing. So good and like it's I, I love that they gave that that they gave the Japanese water ghost like its own moment like that was a, I know because it deserved it it does deserve it, it does it it deserves it for sure we stand I a Japanese that. water ghost on this podcast <laughs> oh we do <laughs> <laughs> they get um, misunderstood they are it always makes it will always make me think of Kristen Wake forever for the rest always. of time I know <laughs> that's the best Oh, the thing that I was going to say, too, is I feel like this is a movie that was made, like, this movie was made for horror fans. It makes me wonder, like, Mm -hmm. if people who don't like horror movies would even enjoy this. Like, if you're somebody who doesn't watch these movies, do you even, would you enjoy this experience even? I I would also be interested to know that because if you don't get the references, Mm -hmm. you're definitely not, I mean, you could enjoy it, I'm sure, but you wouldn't enjoy it to the extent of a horror fan. Or as right. a horror fan would, because you wouldn't under you wouldn't get the, you know what they're trying to say and what they're trying to, you know, get across. Um, right. You wouldn't get the little niche things like even you just bringing up like that thing is clearly Hellraiser. It's like yeah, yeah, you know, but not a horror fan wouldn't like realize that. Yeah, and like the fact that they gave, you know, they they gave certain monsters like. A little bit more respect I guess you could say than other ones you could tell mm-hmm. that there was like a like the Hellraiser one really got like a a moment like it was really yeah. like and we didn't even see him kill anyone or like summon mm-hmm. whatever but he did get yeah. like a real special moment where he's like holding yeah. his, his like yeah with his little ball <laughs> yeah. that's, when, that's when uh the girl Dana's like oh, we chose it yeah that's the whole time she's like wait i know that movie <laughs> wait, yeah. a minute. Yeah, wait a minute what <laughs> i know um it's fun too when they like finally do get um into the lab and all the i, I think it's really funny how all the soldiers like didn't just shoot marty immediately i you know. know what i mean like, because they say, like, it doesn't matter if Dana lives or dies as long as she dies last. Like, they just need to make sure Marty is dead. And they, like, when they got out of the elevator, that one soldier was like, hey, guys, step out of the elevator. It's like, just shoot him. Shoot him. Yeah. Yeah. And then the world is, 
doesn't end. Yeah. That's like it. I didn't I didn't get that either. I was like, does he have to like die in some weird I didn't get that. I didn't get it either. Cause I'm like, yeah, does he have to die at the hands of the monsters? Clearly not, because Dana was gonna shoot him. Yeah. This whole honestly, from the very the minute it starts into the very end you are like being pulled back and forth as far as who you should trust, who you're rooting for, who you can't stand the whole time up to the very last minute when our, Mm -hmm. our doe-eyed final girl like pulls the gun on him. And and it's like, she's doing the right thing, but you're also like, oh my God, you stupid bitch. Like you're going to fucking kill Marty. Exactly. Like the best, the one who like understood it, the whole, who isn't the one who actually isn't a fool. Right. And like, and I, how dare they paint him that way (laughs) so mad about it (laughs) um but yeah like it's so true like I I would be in a predicament myself you know like me and you down there totally like oh you're gonna like kill me well I mean because I would we're gonna die either way I don't know and let's be honest like I would clearly be the stoner fool (laughs) like without any question <laughs> i would so clearly be the fool it's like it's like funny how much <laughs> like there's no question i'm like i'd already be dead because i'm the jock uh-huh. <laughs> i'm the brain yeah. <laughs> not in this movie uh, <laughs> but yeah and their deaths too are so unexpected like, I never mm-hmm. for one moment expected any of the deaths, except for, obviously, the 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 slutty best friend. Hers was sort of, like, mm-hmm. you know, as it should be. It's the one that you expect. It's the one that's the yeah. most gruesome, um, as it as it should be. It is exactly. written in the rules. It but the rule. when he, when Liam Hemsworth tries to ride the bike over, and it's, like, you know, he, like, hits the glass wall of the simulation, that was shocking shocking that was the most shocking so I remember the first time watching that being like whoa like what the fuck also clearly when was it Liam or Chris oh yeah it's Chris sorry not my boyfriend Liam it's Chris (laughs) oh that looks like my boyfriend Liam (laughs) (laughs) um when he does that little speech before he rides his like little speedster like over the edge it's like wow it's so clear that this guy's gonna be like a superstar oh know? I know like he's I know. like it was like movie star I was like my eyes were like blinking really wide and like <laughs> there were like stars in my eyes I was like oh I hope he makes it <laughs> your pupils fully dilate immediately yeah I was like wait I like him <laughs> it's so true it was like very clear that's like oh he's like um he's an eight like a a big yeah. blockbuster summer movie yeah. person like he'll yeah he's a movie star yeah, yeah. like a real movie star he's like completely yeah. out of out of like, everybody else's league yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I, but i do love me some jesse williams oof i love oh. me some jesse he God didn't get enough him. time um he did not get enough time in this movie unfortunately but we did get a shirtless scene at least we did we did i love him so i've always loved him he was actually uh he like does video games now like he like has Mm -hmm. given his his person to video games so he like 
plays himself in a couple really good games. And even in those, he's like hot as a CGI. He's like hot still. Uh, I was going to make a list. I wanted to make a list of the, because I know that a lot of people online have made. Actually, I could probably look it up right now. I'm going to, I want to read the list of the movies that they parody. Because some of them you really do miss. They are literally tiny. Like there are some that are just in the boxes that don't even come out. And you have to really like zoom in on them to see like what they would have been. Yeah, I wanted, I almost paused it when I was like going through and watching it with the different, you know, with the cubes, but I was like, uh, Troy will do that part. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's see, horror references. Okay, so there's the the werewolf, mm-hmm. the snowman. I uh, the snowman. Me neither. Uh, the mutants, the scarecrow. The alien beast, the dragon bat, the zombies, the vampires, uh, the reptilius, the sugar plum fairies, the clowns, the merman, the witches, uh, the reanimated, sexy witches, <laughs> the unicorn, which was so fucking cool that they, that yeah. there was a unicorn. That was so. I know. I was like, what what was that in the basement? Right. (laughs) So fun. I know. That would have been really cool. Mm -hmm. Um, Demons, uh, a hell lord, uh, the Huron, Sasquatch, slash Yeti, the angry molesting tree, dolls, the giant snake, Mm. uh, the zombie redneck torture family, the deadites, the mummy, the jack-o'-lantern, the giant, the bride the twins and Kevin I don't know what Kevin is oh my god okay I actually do know what Kevin is okay um because I did read that um so Kevin is supposed to be you're gonna love this actually um they had envisioned Kevin to be um oh from Sin City um what is his name oh my god he's like Baggins Bilbo Baggins. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, oh. But he plays the bad guy in Sin City. And remember when the, like, um, the, like, wolves eat him slowly and he just sits by the tree and, like, smiles the whole time? Frodo Baggins? Yeah, what did I say? Bilbo? You, yeah, you were close. <laughs> well, okay. So he's supposed to be, like, that's who they, like, want him to be. Cool. Yeah, like, what is that? But what is that actor's name? Elijah Wood. Thank you. Oh Good my God. God. <laughs> my sexual awakening. I know. Yeah. <laughs> Why did I not know? Anyway, so he's basically they 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 thought of like Kevin as like an Elijah Wood in Sin City, like scary, murderous, soulless guy. That is so fun. I know. It'd be really fun if like. Elijah would just like made a appearance. I would cube. literally, I would take a bow to TV. You know that. Yeah, I know. I would be, like making love to the television. Um, <laughs> they also have a list here of the movie references. Um, so there's The Evil Dead, of course. There's Ring You. Um, there's It. We haven't talked about The Clown, which was, they gave yeah. a real moment to. I, I'm obviously thought about you. Yeah. I'm not scared of clowns anymore, though. <laughs> Stop thinking of me with that. Yeah, I got over it. <laughs> the Strangers, um, 
the Grady yeah. twins from The Shining, of course. Yep. Mm-hmm. Well, then, like the what was the one that we already talked about too? Oh yeah, Hellraiser. Hellraiser. God, there's so many like, there's just this movie. There's so many theories around this movie and so many like Easter eggs that it's one of those ones you could watch a million times and over always and over, find yeah. something. And it's right. also people have theories about you know the athlete or not the athlete the creatures sort of being in place for specific characters like like for example they have here like the athlete like his way of dying would have likely been something like the merman or like the whore in quotes like her way of dying would have been something like the bride or something Mm -hmm. like that like they have specific monsters that sort of correlate to right characters in the house which I think is really cool or like the scholar has like the scholar wouldn't die the same fate as like the whore if right he chose a certain thing you know what I mean exactly yeah I um I I like how when Sigourney Weaver comes in um which also like great casting yeah um for Sigourney Weaver to be like the director like the head of it but when they were like well why us you know why is it us and she's like because you're young like you're youth yeah like want your youth I love that. And she was like, as long as you're young and as long as the whore dies first and the virgin dies last, like, we're all good. And I just was like, that's so, like, exactly how every movie plays out. It's so true. The slutty girl dies first. She gets thrown in a sleeping bag into a tree. (laughs) Billy, this isn't funny anymore. Yeah, exactly. It's always like that, you know? Yeah, then the whore always has to have, like, the most gruesome, sort of, like, indulgent death. Yeah. Like, a drawn-out, long, slow, like, really nasty, yeah, just like, bloody... Yeah, not a nice way. I always, I remember when uh, I was a kid watching, I don't even remember which Friday the 13th it was, but she, it was, like, a sex scene, and they were in a tent, and... Jason just like literally took a machete and like cut her like in half. Mm-hmm. I'm like, like you know, do you know what I'm talking about? Of course. And I remember that. I remember just being like, "Good lord!" Yeah. <laughs> like he couldn't have just stabbed her, and then that would have been it. You know, it was like really <laughs> intense. I thought, oof, you know. But yeah, they have. What do they say? And like, what that whatever that movie is, like, whores don't get second chance. <laughs> 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 I'm gonna start texting that to you out of context for no reason. <laughs> Wait, what? Am I about to die? <laughs> um, they have another like a second list here of the ones that we see uh that are not that don't get any kind of moment. Um, they have the giant centipede, a giant alligator, a giant lizard, a troll, a two-headed monster, floating leech, owls, the savage with the hatchet, suffocators trap man scorpion scorpion robot i don't know what that means plant creature killer tarantula oh yeah the bugs inside the thing um insects giant cat uh killer toad ferrets giant woman phantom giant deer balding menace killer birds creeping shadow giant garden gnome (laughs) that's funny oh i'm scary yeah (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like gross uh giant ant 
the face peeler, the cyclops, the floating head, the evil twins, the blob, evil dogs, the reaver, the craven, a giant ape, the unicorn, um, the hunter, the charger, the tank, the smoker, the witch, the boomer, the ancient ones. So some of them are such deep cuts that I have to like look up what they even are. Yeah, I know. What's the boomer? Yeah, I know. I'm like, uh, is that it? Is, <laughs> is that, that like-, like a like a fifty to sixty year old man or something? Like is that an man? evil Karen? Yeah, <laughs> a murderous Karen. Yeah, I don't know. Can you think of anything else that you want to add about this movie? Well, um, I will say I thought that the way that it ended was great. I like that. Like, I liked when Marty and Dana were like sitting um waiting for the world to end basically marty lights up a joint and she's like hey sorry i like almost shot you before (laughs) he was like sorry i let you get like attacked by that werewolf (laughs) (laughs) and then they just like they're like well this should be like let's you know they're just like let's do it i i always love a good like ending where any any ending where you like light up a cigarette or a joint or like something like that it's covered in blood yeah like it's over and you're just like probably yeah. nothing nothing must taste better at that moment than like <laughs> inhaling that joint being like oh all right let's just get like super high and yeah and you know yeah, yeah and it's cool because she gets to like it's the basically the only scene in the movie where she's not like in her final girl thing like she's just herself yeah. you know because she's like right. She knows she's going to die. She takes a hit of the joint. She wouldn't have done that earlier. No. Mm-mm. She was packing textbooks before when uh-huh. we were going on the vacation. Yeah. Until she got bored. I know. I, I know. I love earlier. She's like, maybe they're acting funny because of that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, well, the hit of a joint I gave them is making them act yeah. psychotic and the complete acting opposite of their identity. Not even. Yeah. He's like. <laughs> it made her saunter around the living room and rub her hips <laughs> what yeah um but yeah i i highly recommend anybody who hasn't seen this movie i mean we've truly ruined it for you so i'm sorry about yeah. that but well, we jumped all over the place you don't know what's top or bottom front or end you, you know. don't know what's coming yeah <laughs> <laughs> but if you haven't watched this movie in a long time i highly recommend like definitely you know this I think it's like 1000 percent um a classic I really do I think it's a cult classic I think it's a new age horror classic for like our generation um, yeah no doubt uh again a really original had everything that you want it has it does have the you know if you get scared easily it does have the scares it's campy it's funny yeah it's really smart um just extremely well done absolute and as far as new movies go, like that are made in the 2000s, it's in my top 10. Does this have sequels? Uh, I, why, I hope not. I mean, right. the world's ended. It, I mean, they could, it would have been cool if they did like, you know, if Dana killed Marty. Right. And then they do set it up for like, because they could make a million of them. You know, they could have yeah. movies. I'm surprised All they the didn't. All the different monsters. Because it was like successful and made a lot of money. So I'm shocked that they didn't yeah. just immediately sign on to do like nine more straight to DVD. <laughs> yeah, I know. You know? Exactly. But no, Stop you're right though. Richard. 
Yeah. <laughs> Garcelle heard that. She didn't really appreciate that. Garcelle just woke up from a cold sweat. Uh, <laughs> but no, yeah, you're right, though. It would have been cool to see, because like I said earlier, you know, it's like each one of them would have instinctively chosen like such a specific kind of monster. So it would have yeah. been, it would be cool to see like, if this did happen again, like what if the slut got to choose and she ended up, you know, doing like the music box or, you know, the bride right. or something like that would be cool. It really would be. Um, it really would be really cool. And you could go, you could do so much with it. Like you could just go all over the place. You go batshit crazy, you know? Yeah, for sure. Um, well, thank you for doing this with me. Yeah, this was so much fun. Thanks for having me. Um, I love spooky season, so. I know you'll be back. You should come back to do Dream Warriors. <laughs> oh, I would live. Should we just Warriors. like make that a, a, an official thing and say it on air so that it's like a real thing? Yes, definitely. Can I play my, <laughs> my like, I have to play that little video that I have of you from like, I don't know, oh years ago where you do the Dream Warriors. <laughs> I'll sue you. I'll sue. Landon. <laughs> I don't know where she got these tapes, damn it. <laughs> I'll turn it to Reese Witherspoon's dad and uh, fear. Son of a yeah. bitch. <laughs> um, well, guys, thank you for listening. Katie, thank you again for coming on. I cannot thank wait to have you Thank you so much for having me. It's always a blast. And uh, enjoy spooky season. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for listening to Dunzo. This podcast is a part of the Solid Listen Network. Please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe if you haven't already. Also be sure to check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash solidlisten for exclusive content. You can follow me on Twitter at Troy McGee, and you can follow the podcast on all forms of social media at DunzoPod. That's D-U-N-Z-O. Thank you to executive producer Molly McAleer and coordinating producer Nicole Matthew.